Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Monday, March 23rd. I'm Lorraine Cáceres. These are today's headlines. The United States becomes number three behind China and Italy with the most coronavirus cases in the world, more than 35,000 cases and counting. On Capitol Hill, a stimulus showdown in the Senate as lawmakers struggle to finalize nearly $2 trillion economic rescue package. And in Mexico, officials are bracing for what many experts say is an imminent explosion in the number of cases there. This and much more today on You News, recorded live in our newsroom in Miami. We continue to monitor the coronavirus pandemic. The U.S. is now the third country in the world with the most coronavirus cases, more than 35,000 people infected, ranking us the only behind China and Italy. The death toll now topping 450. At least 11 states, including California, New York and Illinois, have implemented or announced statewide closures of all non-essential businesses with limited testing and shortage of medical supplies. A Surgeon General warning the situation will get dramatically worse this week. President Trump telling the nation, quote, the enemy is attacking. It's never been anything like this. And it's vicious. It is vicious. But saying he is confident coronavirus will be defeated sooner than expected, suggesting social distancing should end soon before the economy completely tanks, tweeting, We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. But across the country, local governments are trying to encourage, even enforce, stay-at-home measures. Images from different cities show some are ignoring the warning, crowded beaches in California, boat parties in Florida, and this video taken Sunday showing a crowded New York City park. Some governors outraged. It's insensitive. It's arrogant. It's self-destructive. It's disrespectful to other people. And it has to stop and it has to stop now. Time to grow up. You know, time to wake up. Time to, to recognize it's not just about the old folks, it's about your impact on their lives. Don't be selfish. To help with bed shortages, FEMA will be setting up medical centers in three states with the most coronavirus cases. New York being supplied 1,000 beds, 2,000 in California, and 1,000 in Washington. Additionally, the Navy's hospital ship, the Mercy, expected to arrive in Los Angeles this week to help hospitals, but will not treat COVID-19 patients. Another hospital ship, the Comfort, dispatched to New York to assist in the efforts in the coming weeks weeks. The Surgeon General warned today that this week things will take a turn for the worse. Number of cases will rise significantly and the need for respirators will become even more urgent. This as they are trying to figure out why some young adults are getting the virus more in the U.S. than in other countries, suggesting maybe vaping is a possible reason. In New York State so far, more than half of coronavirus cases, 53 percent, have been among young people between the ages of 18 and 49. Children are also getting sick. South Carolina mom Courtney Doster says her seven-month-old son Emmett tested positive for COVID-19. 
His first symptoms were a dry cough and a runny nose he had had for well over a week before he even started a fever. His fever started on Monday afternoon and it quickly escalated to over 104. So we just want parents to take this seriously. We're learning Massachusetts is closing non-essential businesses starting tomorrow at noon. The state's governor advising people to stay home but not ordering it. President Trump has activated the National Guard in three states, California, New York and Washington. And global stocks and U.S. markets plunged this morning as the Senate stalled on a massive stimulus bill aimed at boosting the economy. Democratic senators turned down the Republican proposal Sunday. A new vote is scheduled again for this afternoon. Fernando Pizarro has the latest from Washington, D.C. Hi, Lorraine. Well, today the uh, Surgeon General of the United States, Jerome Adams, said that things were going to get a lot worse here in the U.S. when uh, regarding coronavirus. And at the same time, the Dow Jones reacted negatively this morning. It was at least down 4% at some time today. And uh, the Federal Reserve decided to act decisively by buying a lot of bonds in a way to shore up the economy. At the same time, here in the Senate, things are getting uh, heated up. There are negotiations underway between Democrats and Republicans and the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin here in the Senate. As you know, the bill that would give uh, millions of Americans uh, checks uh, between April and May to help them with bills and many other loans for businesses that are losing uh, jobs and obviously are not being uh, doing well during this crisis is stalled in the Senate. It, uh, yesterday it failed a crucial vote, 47 to 47, it needed 60. Every time there is an important vote in the Senate, there's usually a vote called the cloture vote, which is a procedural vote. Yesterday, it only got 47 and it needed 60 to advance. Not a final passage, but to go on. And basically, they're trying to do that again today. Republicans and Democrats blaming each other over the failure. The Republicans think it's a, it's, it's a tactic to delay things. Uh, Democrats complaining that the bill does not have enough for people but has a lot for corporations and has no oversight over how much that enormous uh, amount of money would be spent later on. Um, as well, we also know that the uh, government uh, is not uh, doing anything about the Defense Protection Act. Let's remember that the president uh, said he had signed it and he would invoke it whenever it's necessary. This is a bill that allows the, the government to tell companies to uh, prioritize the manufacturing of certain elements like, in this case, masks or protection gear uh, for health workers. And governors and hospitals are asking the administration to make use of that power. Just this morning, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said exactly that, and that is not happening at this time. And today, then, we expect the Senate bill maybe to be voted on. We don't think, and Senate sources tell me it may not be passed today. Back to you, Lorraine. 
Thank you, Fernando, for that report from the nation's capital. And Senators Mitt Romney and Mike Lee are in self-quarantine after being exposed to coronavirus by fellow Senator Rand Paul. In total, at least five senators won't be able to vote on the stimulus package due to coronavirus precautions. That changes the GOP majority to just one vote, but the stimulus package requires 60 votes to pass. So any solution will have to be bipartisan. And Senator Paul is facing criticism from several lawmakers accusing him of being irresponsible and not self-quarantining while awaiting test results. The senator from Kentucky reportedly used the Senate gym and pool while awaiting his own test results. Besides being a senator, Rand Paul is also a doctor. Also in New York, restrictions to stay indoors as much as possible have gone into effect. The number of infected cases rising sharply in that state, totaling 18,000 so far. The state alone accounting for 5% of the world's total confirmed cases. Let's go to Nayeli Chavez-Geller. She's in New York and has been monitoring the governor's press briefing. Nayeli, what did the governor say this morning? Thank you. The cases and deaths related to the coronavirus in New York continue to spike. We're currently standing outside the Javits Center where Governor Andrew Cuomo has said the National Guard is going to arrive and help build four temporary hospitals in order to alleviate the current crisis of patients infected with COVID-19 going to the hospitals all at once. Each of these hospitals will, ha will have a total of 250 beds. In his daily briefing, Governor Cuomo has also emitted an order so that all hospitals increase their capacity by 50% and has asked the president for immediate assistance from FEMA, which include medical equipment such as masks and ventilators being sent to the state. I also want to let you know that today is the first day that New York City is under pause, which means only essential businesses are open. This means supermarkets, pharmacies, banks, police stations, and of course, uh, medical centers and hospitals amongst others. Parks still remain open. However, uh, the governor actually criticized the fact that during the weekend, there were large uh, masses of people gathered at the park, at these public spaces, open only so people can still go out and exercise. These measures might change since authorities have said it is crucial to maintain the social physical distance in order for this virus to continue to spread. This is all the information from New York. Back to you. Thank you, Nadeli Chavez-Geller in New York. Stay safe. Washington, D.C.'s mayor is using the National Guard to keep people away from the city's famous cherry blossoms. Right now, the beloved cherry trees are in bloom around the Jefferson Memorial, the Tidal Basin, and along other spots across the city. Most years, this is a time for festivities and gatherings, but this year, it's a problem. Along with the National Guard, officials are urging people to stay away. Police are closing roads and restricting pedestrian access. And Italy waking up to even tighter restrictions on movement. Now some factories ordered to shut as the number of cases nears 60,000. Also another hard-hit country, Spain, is extending its state of emergency. Andrea Linares gives us a look at how European countries are working endlessly to tackle the pandemic. 
Russian military aid, including medical personnel and supplies, arrived in Italy Sunday evening at the Practica di Mare military airbase, just south of Rome. Nine cargo planes were sent to Italy to help the country's efforts in combating the spread of the novel coronavirus. The cargo includes eight mobile medical teams along with medical equipment and aerosol disinfection trucks. The mission comes after Russian President Vladimir Putin offered the aid in a telephone conversation with Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte. An American volunteer nurse working in Italy with the organization Samaritan's Purse has this warning for those in the U.S. Really don't want to see what's happening here happening in the United States. Um, it can happen and it happens very quickly. It literally was three weeks before Italy from day one to where we're at now has been about three and a half weeks and it happens very fast and it multiplies. The, the, the restrictions are not placed on the United States out of panic or hysteria. It's a public health strategy. Spain also in crisis, facing the third highest death toll in the world. Nearly 12% of their health workers now infected. Even though you think that you're immune to it and nothing's going to happen to you, you could have problems because of it, you or someone in your family. So just really take responsibility for it and feel lucky that you can just stay at home because us professionals are also scared. The prime minister there extending the nation's state of emergency for an additional two weeks. Es una medida drástica. This means people must remain in their homes until April 11th. Spain's coronavirus death toll rose by 30% between Saturday and Sunday to a total of 1,720. In Germany, Chancellor Angela Merkel, currently under self-quarantine after a doctor who vaccinated her on Friday tested positive for COVID-19. And in the UK, where the prime minister is threatening stricter measures as cases grow, this warning from a coronavirus patient who hasn't seen her family in days. Anyone? <coughs> if anyone is thinking of taking any chances, just take a look at me. I'm in the intensive care unit. I can't breathe without this. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is warning that the UK has as little as two weeks to prevent the outbreak from reaching the crisis that we are now seeing in Italy. The healthcare system there is strained and hospitals in London are already overwhelmed. Lorraine, now back to you. And for many suffering from common day-to-day -day medical issues, the idea of going to their doctor's office right now is something to be avoided. But as Luis Mejida explains, the use of video chat and other technology could offer a unique solution. Trying to avoid the coronavirus, the last thing you want to do is to walk into a doctor's office full of sick people. That is why telemedicine, seeing your doctor by video, is becoming now so popular. In a crisis such as COVID-19, our goal is to really benefit the public to decrease the risk of infection. And telemedicine is a perfect opportunity to do that. Can you give me an ah? Uh, ah. Uh. 
The system might not be perfect, but there is a lot a doctor can tell from a video visit. Right now, our most common visit is upper respiratory infection, which is, you know, common cold, sinusitis, fever, cough. A lot of these symptoms are the same symptoms you see with COVID. While I might not be able to listen to someone's lungs, I could actually look at their respiratory pattern if they're actually breathing fast. We could actually have the patient take their own heart rate. Even though some may still prefer to go see the doctor in person, in the middle of a pandemic, telemedicine is the safest and best alternative. In San Francisco, Luis Mejid, U News. A longer-than-expected cruise has finally docked in Hawaii. The Norwegian Jules propulsion system needed repair work, and the passengers on board have to get off before that work can begin. There are about 1,700 people on board, most of whom are senior citizens. The cruise was supposed to end a couple of days ago, but the ship was turned away from other ports because of the coronavirus pandemic. Norwegian officials say they've made arrangements for the passengers to fly out of Honolulu to their intended destinations. And Arizona police are asking the public to help identify a man suspected of stealing 29 unused COVID-19 test kits from a Tucson medical center. The man entered the El Rio Health Center disguised as a delivery driver just before 8 p.m. Friday. Police say he took the test kits while employees prepared to close for the night. Employees noticed the kits were missing on Saturday morning. Police say the kits are essentially useless to the suspect. They can only be tested in a private lab equipped with the proper tools for testing and reading results. At least 23 inmates have been killed in a prison riot in Colombia's capital. Inmates' family members tried to break into Bogotá's La Modelo prison to force by force after hearing of the deadly riot. The Colombian Minister of Justice says no prisoners escaped, but seven correctional officers and 80 inmates were injured in the incident. There were several prison riots across Colombia as inmates grew restless over what they believe are lack of protective measures against coronavirus. Some claim there is not enough soap, water or surgical masks. Cuban doctors arrived in Milan Sunday to assist medical teams in the hard-hit country. Cuban doctors have helped before to fight Ebola and cholera in the past. Italy, meanwhile, has the most cases and deaths in Europe and has already surpassed China on the list of global fatalities. The Italian prime minister has called the pandemic the country's quote, most serious crisis since World War II. More than 5,400 people have died in Italy. In Mexico, officials are bracing for what many experts say is an imminent explosion in the number of cases there. Many are now worried the government hasn't done enough to prepare for what could become soon a medical catastrophe. Michelle Jurado has more. The coronavirus pandemic still hasn't hit full force in Mexico. The authorities warned that in a few weeks, 250,000 people will be sick with COVID-19 and over 10,000 would need hospitalization. Doctors and nurses have started to protest because they don't have the basic supplies to contain and fight the pandemic. For several months, we haven't had face masks, gloves, gowns. In order to work, we had to buy our own material. The Institute of Health for Welfare has recognized a 70% deficit in medical equipment. Also, 87% of the medical devices used in public hospitals are outdated. 
We're expecting hundreds of infected people and obviously it will surpass the space and personal needed. There's no strategy to contain this. In Pachuca, Hidalgo, 113 kilometers from Mexico City, local authorities installed a mobile hospital in less than 72 hours. This hospital has 30 beds of capacity and 10 more for intensive cares. The doctors can attend 80 medical consulting every day. The mobile hospital has been made available so that it can be moved to any place in the Republic if necessary. However, none of the nearly 300 sick people in Mexico, or almost 700 suspicious cases, have been served on this site. Mexicans believe that the expense of this hospital was useless. They are unnecessary expenses because we could enable other places as hospitals or expand other facilities. The sanitary authorities have requested from the president 3,500 million pesos to treat the pandemic and to invest resources in sanitary and medical supplies. But the the president of Mexico, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, refuses to declare a national emergency. From Mexico City, reporting for Melissa del Pozo, I'm Michelle Jurado, U News. And Mexico's president has just said he's handing over control of 10 of the country's hospitals to the army in order to prepare for the expected deluge of patients. More of U News after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. U News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. U News, your world, U News on Fusion. Welcome back to U News. Interest on federal student loans has been temporarily waived. The White House announced the new measures Friday in order to help the 44 million Americans saddled with student loan debt. Joining me now is Univision's business reporter, Mayra Rocha. She's going to break down what this all means for all of us. What kind of financial relief are student loan borrowers offered right now at the federal level, Mayra? Like you said, uh, the first one is that they're waiving interest on student debt, but they're also suspending payment for two months. This is um, on the federal student loan level. And um, the third thing going on is that government Andrew Cuomo is suspending collection of student debt until April 15th. So it's not a long time, but at least uh, for those that have student debt, they should not be getting calls until uh, April 15th. And, and I should say for those affected by the coronavirus. Maida, how does someone qualify for federal loan forbearance? Is it automatic? No, it is not automatic. They do have to call. Um, it, they have to call whomever is, is giving them their the loan and uh, call or email, but they have to uh, get a hold of them. It does not happen automatically. And this is very important because people are listening to this and they're thinking, I don't have to do anything. No, you do. You have to call and you have to tell them why you're affected by the coronavirus. It's not just everyone, correct? This is just for those affected by, by this. Maida, and something that must be worrying a lot of people, will this have a negative effect on credit score? It does not have a negative effect. 
I want to be very clear on this. It will show on your credit report, but it has no effect. It will not hurt it. it it's not going to damage it in any problem. So I don't want people to think, oh, you know what, I'll better deal with it because I don't want problems with my credit. No, it does not um, affect you in affect anyone in any way possible. Can we talk about private student loans? Do these measures apply to those as well? And if so, how does that work? Now, this is on the federal level. This is not a private to private loans. Uh, for those that have private loans, they have to call um, their lenders and request leniency on a you know, case by case. So this is uh, what, you know, what we're talking about is exclusively for those that have federal loans. So again, private loans, you, they also have to call, but then they have to deal with it differently. They have to you know, present their situation, you know, say, you know, say it is coronavirus. And most of these lenders are, you know, are being, I should say, should be able to help with some sort of deferment. But um, again, what we have been talking about the interest and the suspension of the two payments, that is not for private loans. Might and my last question, is this a good time to refinance student loans? It, I want to say, so if you, if anyone has a floating um, interest, yes, perhaps this might be a good time. If you have a fixed interest that is good, then, then probably you shouldn't touch it because you lose some of the benefits that come with your first um, with your first loan. Um, some of these benefits are depending on your income, you pay that amount of uh, money. So these are what they call the goodies. And, um, you know, these, once you refinance, get lost. So, you know, they have to be very careful. They have to get informed and um, understand the numbers if it's to their benefits or to their benefit or not. But again, um, now that people are home, perhaps it is a good time to at least start the research and understand if it might be good. Um, if, if there are a variable interests, uh, it might be a great idea because the interest right now are low. So that will bring it down on the, on the long term. Well, thank you so much, Mayra Rocha, Univision's business reporter, for clarifying a lot of these very important points for us. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review. Join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.